All right, welcome back, ESPN West Palm tonight. JMP with you on ESPN 106.3. We stream live via the free ESPN app, uh, as well as your smart home device if you're at home listening to us. Um, I know that uh, Trent Swift from Lytle Writer, Smith, Ivy, and Fronrath, and of course they are uh, a longtime fixture uh, in terms of many types of litigation in the Palm Beach County area. But uh, we're doing this interview via Zoom, and uh, I see that you got the office set up. So um, some of us, myself included, returned uh, back into the office this week. But uh, Trent, how how uh, long have you been in the office? How much is uh, it office versus remote uh, for you during these crazy times? Well, we went remote towards the end of March, and our firm, you know, in a commitment to our clients, stayed open. We had staff coming in, we had attorneys coming in, but it was sort of on a staggered basis. We went full-time back in the office June 1st, and since then we've been up and running, no real hiccups, and everything's been everything's been great. Um, what is one thing that you've learned uh, from the last three months, uh, you know, as it comes to the pandemic and this area and, you know, even the, the needs of your clients that may have changed? Well, I think the first thing that I've, I've realized in terms of what it means to our clients is just having somebody on the other end of the phone is really pretty helpful. For everybody, this is on a really uncertain time. For our clients, they're trusting us with some of the most stressful things that has ever happened to them or will ever happen to them. So knowing that we're still there, we're still working on their behalf and advancing their interests is, is really the most important thing. Beyond that, from a personal standpoint, I've noticed how much uh, the internet has really shrunk the world. It's made the, the remote practice of law a lot easier. When I started practicing, and I'm, I'm a young guy, when I started practicing, you still had to paper file. Now that we can file <laughs> everything online and, and electronic signature, it's it's really incredible what you can do remotely. Yeah, my father's an attorney, and uh, I used to, growing up, uh, you know, would earn some extra money during the weekends helping him file. And uh, yeah, I wish we didn't have paper files then. Right. <laughs> Uh, talking with Trent Swift, uh, Lytle Ryder Smith, Ivy, and Fronrath. Um, so you guys uh, have really put a, a focus on uh, insurance uh, law and insurance litigation. So what are some things that, that we need to know that um, you know may be more prevalent during this time? Sure. During this time, one of the most uh, common areas that, that we've had questions on, at least as it relates to insurance, is this, this thing called business interruption insurance. And what business interruption insurance is, is it's, it's an optional coverage that's written into a lot of policies that business owners may not even know that they have. Business interruption insurance, depending on the way it's written in your specific policy, can cover actual losses your business has sustained for the full coverage period, which is up to 12 months. And for a lot of the businesses in the community, especially small businesses in the community, that were closed as a result of this, this pandemic, that were closed as a result of just the general uncertainty and the, the, the health, safety, and precautions that were taken, being able to recover some of that is, is really pretty significant for them and for their bottom line. Does this affect at all um, small businesses that got funds within the PPP or other stimulus-related uh, ways, or, or is this another thing on top of that where they can recoup some of that money? So business income, uh, excuse me, business interruption insurance is, is aimed at being able to help a business 
with their income. The PPP and other things that might have been an offset really are not included here. What what they're insured against is any downturn or loss as a result of certain covered events. In a lot of the policies we've reviewed, there's civil action or civil authority coverage. And given the nature of these closures, that would absolutely create a covered event. So for a lot of business owners, what I'm telling them is, let us take a look at your policy. We're reviewing them on a no-cost basis to you. It's, it's a free review. If there's something we can do, if there's something we think we can do to help you, we're able to take those on a contingent basis, which means there's no fee due to us unless there's a recovery on your behalf. This is money the businesses have paid for. So it makes sense to see if there's something they can do to get some of it back. Trent Swift joining us, Vlada Ryder, Smith Ivy, and Fran Rath talking about business interruption insurance, which again, um, if there was an interruption with your business, uh, make sure to call the, the great folks like Trent at Lytle Writer, Smith Ivy, and Fronrath, uh, because there could be something uh, that you didn't know about that, that you could recoup. Um, so Trent, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Best way to get in contact with me is over the phone. My direct line is area code 561-820-2218. And of course, some people, maybe they like going through the internet. We have a portal set up. You can visit our website at foryourrights.com. You can find all of my contact information there. You can find all of the firm's contact information there. We have a landing page dedicated to the business interruption insurance as well. So it can answer a lot of the common questions many people may have. Uh, Anything else that we should know about business interruption insurance that I didn't ask you about? Yeah, I think the most important thing to understand is that this is something that even if you filed a claim and received a denial, a lot of the insurance companies, their adjusters, their investigators are conditioned to giving a denial. In in 2018, the total policies collected by the insurance age industry as a whole was in excess of one and a half trillion. So this outstanding liability is going to be in the trillions. It's just a business practice to initially deny the claim. Even if you've been denied, it's worth having a second set of eyes review it, especially the eyes of a professional that knows how to read a contract and look at what could create a covered event for you as a business owner? Again, uh, foryourrights.com, uh, Lytle Writer, Smith, Ivy, and Fronrath. Uh, Trent, before you go, uh, you're a big Heat fan like I am. Um, what is something that you've had to uh, do in place of watching Heat games over the last three months? Well, I, you know, I, I binged the, uh, the last dance documentary from ESPN just to get a, a basketball fix. I've been going on YouTube and watching some of the old games too. Like it's fun. Even you know, the Heatles era is great, but it's fun to go back even, even before then see some of the, uh, the Glenn Rice teams or the Alonzo morning teams and see uh, you know, how much the games changed. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that uh, yesterday I was watching uh, some of the heat Knicks uh, series from the late nineties. Um, they're fun games to remember. I don't know if they're fun games to rewatch because uh, there were a lot of bricks put up in those games. Oh, yeah. The, the, the 90s <laughs> basketball was a high-scoring game if it got into the 80s. It was, yeah. you know, it was a different style, different pacing. But everything went into the post, man. You know, it was a lot of, a lot of close shots. We weren't, weren't seeing the shooting the way we do now. Um, and I don't know if you saw this. There was a, uh, a Zoom call uh, with Dwayne Wade and a lot of members of the 2006 Heat team. Um, and Dwayne Wade was asked uh, the better team, the 06 Heat team or the Big Three Heat team. He said, without a doubt, the Big Three Heat team. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, I don't think it's fair to compare anyone to the 2013 Heat team. That might be one of the four or five best teams of all time. You had the 27-game winning streak. You had arguably the greatest season of LeBron's career, and he might be the greatest ever to play the game. I think the 2012 or 2006 one's a little bit more of a fun comparison. I might 
lean towards 2006 in that matchup, but the 2013 Heat team, that to me, that stands alone as, as the best team, maybe in basketball, but certainly for the Heat, without question. Yeah, the, the only problem, I mean, the 06 and 12, and they're, they're all great teams. The only problem that I have, the distinguishing, you know, the difference with me is that the 2012 team, they followed it up by having one of the greatest teams ever, like you said, the 2006 team had one of the worst title defenses I've ever seen where they brought back that whole team. Well, remember, if, if Wade doesn't separate his shoulder running into Battier in Houston, 07 might be a little bit different. They, you know, they, they turned into a pumpkin overnight, but you had a lot of veterans who were hungry. You know, guys like Gary Payton, Jason Williams, uh, you know, they, they, they celebrated a little too much. I think Shaq even said in his book that, that it's amazing that they were able to make it there, that the, the amount of partying that team did between 06 and 07, you know, the fact they won is pretty miraculous. But yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that the, uh, the 07 defense kind of got off to a little bit of a, a bad start because Wade just was never healthy that year. Uh, Trent Swift, who is a uh, business interruption insurance expert and also uh, a Miami Heat expert. I think you can have a, a, a second career if you want. Uh, enjoyed uh, talking about both with you. Thank you. Thank you. Me as well.